0: Everybody, and welcome to the McLeod's Daughters podcast. Where myself and my co host Rachel Hack are two authors going episode by episode through Aussie TV drama McLeod's Daughters. And man, am I excited to talk about today's episode because we had some good drama. This we one had a lot
1: of good drama,
0: so much good drama. This is called Brave J, it came out on the 7th of August, 2002. And the synopsis says, Tess motivates Claire into rekindling her dreams of becoming a stock horse trainer and breeder. There's no reason why the dream can't be pursued. That's a funny thing to put in the synopsis uh, because there is a big reason. And it's so exciting to talk about. (laughs) Um, Rachel, what's your overall thoughts on this episode before we launch in?
1: I really enjoyed this episode. I definitely thought there was lots of drama which you got to have drama so it almost borders a little bit on soap opera but (laughs) nighttime soap operas I mean what's not to like um there were some interesting dynamics that you and I discussed before we recorded about Claire being all over the place at at one point I thought this is the longest day because (laughs) Claire was she was at the Killarney. She was at, uh, we forgot the name of the guy who wanted to hire her. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that. And then she was back at drovers and, and all like within minutes of each other or hours <laughs> of each other. And there was some kind of timing dynamics that we thought were interesting, but it really did help the show unfold, which we loved. And so uh, some nice drama with Becky that, that's going to come up in this show. Mm, Definitely I really some drama. That one. We did. And definitely some drama with our friend Peter.
0: (laughs) Peter's back and he's causing trouble. (laughs) So, and we find this out in the previously on, you see like Claire and Peter's breakup. You also see the moment with Nick tucking the jacket under Tess. Those are the two things they chose to show in the previously on. Um, which is always like you know, an interesting you always know what's going to come up in the episode by what they choose to remind you about. You're like, all right, this is gonna be an important Yeah, we're
1: gonna circle then. back to this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So we open with Claire and Tessa on horseback, they're kind of racing each other, they're having a bit of fun. Tessa's got more alpacas, she's starting a breeding program. They start talking about Claire's dreams of a horse breeding program, you know, but she won't work with Australian bloodlines anymore because of Peter. She says there's no horses left to train. Um, but they don't. They haven't heard about Australian bloodlines finding a new trainer. Um, and she says she's been trying not to hear about it. Then, and they also go, oh, you know, Peter's probably not even around anymore. He's probably gone back to Queensland. And then you see cuts to Peter talking to Harry at Kalani. So not only is he not left South Australia, he's next door. But Alex is giving the filthiest look to them. And there's this like super dramatic music that I had a little giggle at.
1: Yeah, he kind of has the set jaw like it's going down. Oh, what yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> you wife, cheater, adulterer. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And Alex um, straight away confronts his father afterwards, says, Have you lost your marbles? Harry agrees with him. He's like, What he did was unforgivable. This is business. This is different. And Alex is like, Well, I don't have to like it and I don't have to do it because Alex is actually the trainer. Like, all Harry's bringing to this deal, I think, is the actual yards that he owns. Um, and but i like this showed me an interesting side of harry because often harry is like a straight up villain but this time i was like he says well peter's a desperate man and it's easy for a smart man to you know have the upper hand and so then you kind of get the impression ah harry's going to take peter for a lot of money um so you're like well you know that's one form of revenge is harry's not just like oh harry's not not caring about this he's no fan of peter he's not like oh i'll just forget about it he in his book peter's like in the bad books, on a personal level, you no. Know, for good, he did hurt Harry's friend, and Harry remembers that. And I just like that little reminder. Harry's not just you not straight up villain.
1: Harry gets a lot of dings on the show with by the boys,
0: mm. and
1: even by Liz. But he is a good businessman, and I mm-hmm. and I think he does love his family. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of maybe an old guy, an old world guy stuck in his ways. But he makes a lot of good decisions, and he is a good businessman. And as business- this.
0: It's a great business opportunity. By looking at this, it. is wow. a
1: huge, great opportunity, which is why it's so crazy that Claire turns it down. <laughs> anyway,
0: we're gonna get to that. Um, so Claire is gonna go and ask. Now we can't remember the name. Like basically, Australian Bloodlines. Stan. 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 Oh, okay. So, and this is another thing. Like, I thought the Australian Bloodlines contract was for her to train a lot of horses, but now they've boiled it down to this one horse. Um. So Stan owns this horse um, and they haven't found a new trainer for it yet. So she's going to ask if she could just as like an independent contractor, train the horse, Um, but she's procrastinating. Tess won't let her. She gives her this whole Napoleon speech, talks her into it. Claire gives her a big thumbs up as she drives away. And I was like, Oh dear, she looks so hopeful. (laughs) What's going to go wrong.
1: She does. Now I thought that Claire owned the horse didn't she have a horse that she was going to train?
0: She has Blaze. And I think when Phoenix Blaze. grows up, she'll train Phoenix. But Blaze is already Blaze trained. Blaze was the one. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So then, I, anyway, I thought there were multiple horses as well. So then she she does head over there. She's excited.
0: Mm-hmm. She says hi to the horse first. Steen comes over. He's like, oh, Peter never got another trainer. You know, I've got this horse that's half trained. It's no good to anyone. Um, you know, they're in breach of contract, so I could hire you direct. This is also the first time that Claire learns Peter is still the agent that's around. Um, and they make it, they shake on it. They make a deal. Claire will train this horse. And so she's super happy for now. For <laughs> oh, now. For now. Meanwhile, at uh, Drovers, Becky is trying to read um, numbers in these books. At first, I thought it was finances, it's actually like stock numbers and stuff. Becky's frustrated um, you know Jody's like oh it's easy Becky just do this and Becky's like I know what to do I'm not stupid I just can't read Claire's handwriting and because we remember Becky doesn't know how to read very well we suspect it's like dyslexia um, you know it's not that that she wouldn't be unable it's the you know the words are jumping around for her um, and so Jody's like oh it'll just be faster for me to do it and Becky's like no just tell me once I'll learn I'll color code it I'll figure it out and Becky says why don't you just tell Claire and and Becky's like, well, I can't tell Claire that I'm a moron. You know, she's never going to find out. And I like that insecurity because while Becky has had a lot of growth in this show, she's not perfect. And this insecurity is is really getting to her.
1: And I think that something like that does come with a level of shame, which is the things that I think society and culture today are trying to break through when you can't read um, oh, I'm a. I was watching a show where a character couldn't read and and you could just feel the actor did a great job of portraying how bad it made him feel and how much you have to fake your way through life when you mm-hmm. can't read. And so I think that's where she is. And so it was a very realistic storyline. You buy that she doesn't want Claire to know because she loves Claire. She respects Claire. She wants that back from Claire as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Meanwhile, Tess shows up at Nick's again. She's asking him about, you know, building a shed for her alpacas and... Um, you know it's just a simple little lean-to shed and he's like oh this sounds like a really important shed and she's like oh it's just a simple little shed and he's like no this is the start of your breeding program that's really important and like we were saying last episode you know Nick always really validates whatever Tess thinks is important and he but I think he's got an ulterior motive here he's like this is not a one-person job I think this is really important it's going to take two of us and she's like ah yes this will take two of us I'm like he's such a subtle flirter (laughs) like it is working she is now for the first time Tess is now flirting back with him I think I don't think she's ever really flirted back before she always just freaked out and like ran away didn't she
1: yeah she kind of acted a little bit um, obtuse about it but she's kind of starting to catch on
0: yeah yeah she's because she's like oh yes very important um Claire comes back victorious Tess is asking Meg, you know, what's for lunch? Nick's coming. We're going to need some extra sustenance. Meg's like, you could have built the shed and, you know, you need it. And then Meg clues in. She's like, oh, you needed a man's touch, did you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. This I'll is funny, though. On.
1: Yeah, this is, I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> She's like, what's for lunch today, Meg? Meg says, Peking duck, sesame pancakes, bamboo shoots. Tess <laughs> is like, really? She goes, sandwiches, Tess. Oh, same as always. <laughs> like, why are you asking me this question? <laughs>
0: oh oh man I'm like renowned at my work but I'm just not into sandwiches I never eat sandwiches I just have like so everyone at work's always jealous of my lunches because I make good food and then I bring it in I like heat it up and the whole office smells like my food and everyone always comes in they're all like oh your food smells so good and all I have is a horrible sandwich why do you do this to me <laughs> so
1: okay I
0: sandwiches I was like no
1: I love sandwiches, <laughs> love sandwiches. I had a sandwich for dinner. I love it. <laughs> I stack it with roast beef and ham oh, and oh turkey yeah, I can get behind and cheese, that. onions, a little mayo, a little mustard, toasted mm-hmm. bread. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be a good sandwich. It's not just a yeah. slab of meat. I'm pie. talking about a peanut Between butter sandwich. Pieces. No, never. No, mm. it's got to be good. Mm. It's got to be layered. Yeah. Anyway, I love sandwiches. It's, fa- it's, it's a It's a downfall, actually, because then you got to get break out the chips, <laughs> right? Um, and I don't work on a farm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, uh, where are we up to now? Oh, back to Harry. He's negotiating with Peter, and he's negotiating hard. You can see he's jacking up the price. He's like, "Oh, you know, I feel like these numbers are a bit low, Peter. Like, I think we're going to need an extra ten percent." And Alex is chiming in. I like seeing Alex get in on the negotiation. Like, he's gleefully taking money from Peter, basically. But then Claire arrives. It's like, oh crap! There, there, you know. Doing this and she freaks out and says, you know, stealing the job. And all of a sudden, Alex then Alex is like on her side. Peter tries to go after her. Alex stops Peter. Um, and Alex is like, I'm out of the deal. And Claire, I mean, Claire storms off, jumps in her car and drives off. Alex jumps in his car. Now, I got I got multiple thoughts about this. I know Rachel does too. Good points. Good thing, things I thought were great about Alex. He was like this business is less important to me than my relationship with Claire. Um, I need to go make sure my friend's okay. I really like that. Plus, plus, thumbs up. Yay, Alex. Jumps in his car and goes after her. Um, And I like that he didn't let her just run away and assume the worst yet again. He chased her down and was like, you need to listen to me. This is what's happening. Yes. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Um, Here are the things. (laughs) Guys, this car chase. The first, had they halved it, it would have been perfect. Because you can tear after someone, get up close to them, beep your horn, they pull over, you have a conversation. That's cool. But there was just about twice as much dramatic driving shots as what we needed. And then Alex pulls out around her and cuts her off like he's a policeman pulling over a dangerous criminal. My gosh. (laughs) What did you think about this, Rachel?
1: Well, this is the first of, like, Claire was just there like what day is this claire was just there she goes back home i won the contract mm-hmm. now we flash back over now this all makes sense to me they go over to talk to stan to go where alex is going to change train brave jay and then here roll, claire rolls in again why and maybe, to she pick him
0: up. maybe she's gonna take him back to drivers and start training. But she doesn't
1: have the trailer on there
0: oh she did yeah when she was run away she had the horse float on the back
1: that's why she went there. My bad. Yep. You're yep. right. That's exactly why she went there. She went to pick him up.
0: You're absolutely right. Yep.
1: You're right. um But for me, uh, I just thought, why didn't she pull over and have
0: a conversation? That's
1: yes. Yes. i'm asking, yes. That's all I'm asking. Gonna, I'll leave it there. Drive
0: all the way back to drivers with Alex following you and just be like, I'm ignoring you. La 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 la. <laughs> How much of a three year old are you being, Claire? Oh, my goodness. So, and why is she mad? She
1: told him she didn't want to do it. She told Peter she didn't want to yes. do it. She told him to come pick up the horse, which he did.
0: Uh huh.
1: Peter has a job to do. Uh-huh. He, ha- he even offered to have her keep the business and find a mm-hmm. new agent. She still refused. Mm-hmm. That was a couple episodes ago. So he goes over to this next best option. We all knew
0: Alex was the second choice.
1: We all knew Alex was in the running in the first place, right? Mm. So he finds someone who can do the job. They agree to do the job. They're going to milk more money out of him, but he's got to pay it. Mm-hmm. She shows up. Now, see, Stan says Peter's in breach of contract. So I have to find a trainer for my horse. I'd love to have you because my horse knows you. Brave Jade knows you. They strike a deal. Now, was he outside the bounds of his right to do that? I don't know how Australian bloodlines works. I don't know the premise behind this, but it seemed like he was thinking Peter was in breach. I hire my own. For what reason? What good does that do? Does he have to pay her? What is that? What does that do then for Brave Jay? And then Peter comes over and goes, no, we've got it settled. Here's your new trainer. But and he's still now technically in contract with Peter.
0: So yeah, or, or maybe he just chooses Peter because it's easier to go with the big corporation than the one. Yeah, little.
1: exactly. I think that was kind of the implication.
0: Yeah. but like Claire's got no leg to stand on here. Yes, it's frustrating. She might be able to be a bit mad at Stan for going back on his word, but Alex had no way of knowing that she had this contract. She gets out. I mean, I get it. Her being mad at Alex for cutting her off in the car. because That was incredibly dangerous, especially with the horsewood back. <laughs> But then they have the conversation. Alex is like, look, Claire, I'll back out of the deal. I won't take it. And I'm like, wow, Alex, that's, that's going over and above. You don't actually have to do that. But I liked that he had her back. I liked that he would choose Claire over Peter and the money. And, um, and Claire has this weird thing like, oh, you've just, you know, you've just proven what you've always thought, that you're better than me. And he's like, that's crap. And she drives off. I'm like, oh, come on, Claire. Well, here's she's the mad. real clux of this.
1: She says, I just made a fool of myself in front of everyone. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's why true. she's mad. Yeah, yep. she's, she's
0: embarrassed, laughing. and so she's lashing out. And that's true; people do that. Everybody does yeah. that. We all do that. Mm. Yeah,
1: when you yeah, she's she's kind of pinned, and she feels upset. Mm-hmm.
0: And- but what I liked was that they had it out. Even though she stormed off, Alex got to say his side, and she didn't get to cut him off. I'm like, yes. yes,
1: yes, yes. That's what yes. we need. And to be fair, Alex has pulled stunts on her before he has. and so she has a right to kind of see him as somebody who's like okay finally you got the job which is what you wanted in the first place
0: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Alex goes to vent his feelings to Nick at first he's keeping it very general um, Nick doesn't know who he's talking about he's just saying oh what's it with women they do this and then they want that and, and Nick's just like oh what did last week's girlfriend run into this week's girlfriend um and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just love their brotherly banter and, and Alex is helping Nick load up stuff in the ute to build a shed and then he finds out that he's building a shed for Tess and I mean Alex he has dated Tess he's immediately suspicious um he makes it clear he's suspicious and Nick is just suspicious back about what Alex himself is really upset about and they kind of have this little stand-up about well you're not going to tell me I'm not going to tell you and I thought they'd just both keep silent But then Alex impressed me by being the first one to make a move and he says look I was looking at a contract with Australian bloodlines and Claire found out and got upset. And he just tells it all. And and he's like, look, it's just business though. He's repeating the line his dad said. You know, we'll screw Peter Johnson. We'll take him for all his money. And Nick's like, that sounds like something our dad would have said. You've bought the lie. There's only one answer, he says, and that's mutiny. Some of us actually break away from the old man and some of us just talk about it. And I was like, ooh, that's that not was where so I good. thought this going to go. But I... Like, that's, that's great. And Nick may not be right here. Like like you and I have said, like, there's actually nothing wrong with Harry and Alex taking this contract. And I wasn't thinking this when I watched it. I was like, yeah, stop them. I did think Harry was getting a bit of a raw deal here. But, um, but I think that's consistent with Nick's character. He doesn't always give the right answer. He gives the Nick answer. And when it comes to his dad, that's true. Nick loses a little bit of his compassion and he's just like, mutiny, do your own thing. Be your own man. And I'm like, Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think Harry always ends up with a sword into his dick. Yeah, he's, he's the he's the go-to kind of villain that he's the stir stick that makes everybody get riled up. But at the same time, Alex is kind of can be kind of impetuous. Um, but mm-hmm. Nick, I think Nick's always going to have this mentality because he yep. tried to stay. This is his dad. But his dad kept saying, "It's all goes. You get nothing. Mm-hmm. Alex gets everything." So mm-hmm. he had to he had to mutiny Alex doesn't
0: Mm -hmm. Alex probably shouldn't (laughs) but I like the challenge to Alex's pride because Alex is going to find it hard to walk away from that challenge just talking about it and I think that really explains while in the past Alex has always caved to what their dad wanted or usually maybe not always but usually I think the next little challenge here and that sting to Alex's ego probably explains some of the actions that Alex is about to take I agree Mm mm-hmm Meanwhile, Claire comes home. She's being very brisk with everybody. Peter arrives. He offers to take her back as the trainer. She still won't. He says, Don't throw this away. She says, How's your wife? He's like, I haven't seen her for weeks. I've asked her for a divorce. Now, let's just pause here for a second. Back when Claire and Peter broke up the last time, he was all like, it's over, it's over. It's it's you know, it's been so over. Yes, there was a tiny bit of overlap, but it's so over now. When he was saying all that they were not only not divorced neither of them had actually asked for a divorce yet they were just married people who weren't living together right so the fact that now he's just asked for divorce I was like so yeah back when he was swearing to Claire about how much he loved her like he was was acting like the marriage was long gone and dead and at the time I was like I don't think that's the case I feel like they've just like split up I feel like there's huge overlap here what's going on this to me was like vindication proof yeah like it's not like his marriage was long dead gone and buried it was they weren't even they had, no one had even asked for a divorce yet <laughs> like when the wife yeah. came to town she probably was yes like how are we gonna work this out or what are we gonna do are we gonna get a divorce it was not yet decided and meanwhile he's making promises to clear that he can't keep Peter, exactly Peter,
1: Peter. and you're right i was gonna mention but she came into town yeah. so Yeah, you're right. That's I hadn't I'd forgotten that part where he said we thought it was long over, but we're just now moving forward towards divorce. But he assures Tess that he
0: loves her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how long this process takes in America, but in Australia it takes a long time to actually get a divorce. I think like I think you have to be separated for a certain amount of time before you can then have the. You can get really
1: you can get divorced fairly easy in America.
0: yeah, so not I think I think it. it would be a while before their divorce, like actually, ever came through as well. I mean, like that doesn't stop him and Claire from doing anything, but you know, it's not like they would be able to get married next week or anything like that, right? Um, but Claire, she says that she doesn't love him, she doesn't think about him, they're over forever. And then he looks, and she's still wearing his necklace. Now, Rachel, if you were Claire, would you be wearing Peter's necklace right now? <laughs>
1: um, I-, I thought maybe.
0: Yeah, that was kind of my reaction, too, because at first I was like, no, and then I was like.
1: "Uh, It's "Uh, a pretty necklace. And I also feel like it's a sign that she does still love him, which Mm. is what he took it for.
0: Mm. for And when they broke up, it wasn't because she didn't love him. And it wasn't even because of the whole thing with the wife. It was for a reason that neither of us ever really understood. It was something about the kids, but I didn't. He never went back to the kids. So I don't understand. I still don't understand what that was about. But
1: yeah, it was about the kids, about him talking to her about the children oh yeah because he would have their own children
0: the kids. but then he never went back to them anyway
1: but they would have their own children mm. that seemed to put her off the uh, blended no. family seemed to put i don't know yeah it was interesting we never did understand that.
0: it was weird yeah um now uh peter's driving away Nick drives past in his ute and he just like yells at Peter as he drives past like oh you can't give up can you I just love how the Ryan boys just openly hate him while Claire is conflicted and Ted Tess is polite the Ryans do not hide the fact that he hurt their friend and therefore they hate his guts and they will forever and I just love that loyalty <laughs> yeah it's fantastic um and and Peter pulls up and he's mad. Na- he's mad now he's like you have no idea I'd give it all up my family my job my career I'd give it all up to have her back and then he drives off and I'm like whoa whoa whoa, dude you're saying that you'd give up your family your two daughters who did nothing wrong here like not to mention your poor wife Um, I think I felt like it was meant to be a big romantic statement and like the job and the career of it I was like oh cool that's probably new information Claire didn't have But the daughter's part, I'm like, do you realize you just said you just like chuck away your daughter so that you could have Claire? That doesn't make me think that you're the right person for Claire, mate. That makes me think that you're just this emotional, selfish.
1: Yeah, that was a little bit odd. And you've kind of, he says that he never felt this way about anybody before, that what he had with his wife wasn't what he feels for her. But I don't know
0: like i'm that's, dubious that's hormones that's chemicals that's not that's what i'm not basing my whole life decision on I it's I like know. maybe that's getting
1: me. out of something that's a little bit difficult that you have to work at because you think the grass is greener i don't know yeah
0: that's yeah like what it was grass is greener where you water it mate that's right i've got a, I've got a tote bag that says that. <laughs> i like that um it's a good one so meanwhile, Claire is now in a bad mood, obviously, after her encounter with Peter. She's yelling at Peggy for adding up the rain. They track the rain that falls, adding it up wrong. Tess says, he got to you, didn't he? And she storms off. Tess is talking to Nick. They're building the shed together. She's like, what is it with X's? You know, um, and Nick says, oh, you know. She's like, well, when would it ever work with an ex? You know, it'll fail for the same reason it failed the first time. Nick's like, what? People can change. Second chances. Do you want someone who's perfect? And, um, and she's like, you, you know, well, not bucket loads of baggage. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect as long as it feels right. And I'm like, man, he's just nailed. I really like that finally they've brought Tessa's actual issue and they're actually talking about it and he's actually nailed it. And like Tessa's been so vague sometimes on her motivations, but I felt like this was crystal clear and it was very satisfying.
1: I agree. Mm hmm.
0: And I don't is it symbolic? Is it a metaphor that they're building a shed together as they're having this conversation? They're laying the foundations for a future relationship, whoever it is with in Tessa's life. I feel like that's a little metaphor because they like say the last line and then they nail the next wall in. And I'm like, boom, they've just re- repaired a piece of Tessa's soul.
1: Very good. Mm. I didn't catch that, but I like mm. it. Well mm. done. Well done. I'm on done. the hunt for
0: metaphors now. Metaphor Hunter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, learning to recognize metaphors helps your writing so
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile harry is refusing to sign the contract and strain bloodlines he says that harry harry says you know it's not about friends it's about business and he's like harry you don't have any friends you only have business contacts you can't blow off steam with them and have a beer um and and harry actually accepts this i thought he would really fight alex on it but he doesn't try to manipulate alex he sees that alex's mind is made up and he's like okay well you can tell peter and then alex is a bit petty and he's like You accepted it, you can undo it. Now, I guess Harry probably shouldn't have accepted it without talking to Alex because Alex is actually the trainer. Alex should be doing a lot of, he should have a very big part of negotiations here because Harry's only really offering his yards. I mean, if anything, the the contract should probably just be between Alex and Australian bloodlines and Alex just rent the yards off Harry and Harry's not even meant to be a big part of this. But Harry, of course, is inserting himself in everything um so I, know, I was a bit I was like a bit petty Alex but oh, I get it you know Harry, Harry shouldn't have said yes without asking me so yeah yeah
1: I agree with that but I loved how Alex kind of stood up to him at the end you accepted yeah. it you can unaccept it so that was a good yeah
0: you're not father son dis-
1: right but it was a good father son disagreement without throwing a punch I really mm-hmm. liked
0: it yes and that's something they haven't been able to do well before isn't it like anytime they disagree <laughs> no, it becomes this self- huge they storm off he goes to Nick's for months he punches him like this is just like, we disagree, but we're not going to be total drama queens about it.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, Tess offers to help Claire chase the sheep. Um, Claire's working with them. She's like, don't start. But Tess is like, no, you know, I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. Whatever you decide is okay. You know, you're still in love with him, aren't you? We then go to Claire at night. She's sort of dressed up nice. She's looking at the necklace and uh, and she says she's going into town and she goes and she knocks on Peter's door and he's happy to see her. and. At first she's like, I can't walk, I can't work with you. And he's like, well, I'll quit. And then she's just like, this is a mistake. And she leaves, he closes the door, knocks, she comes back, and then they make out. And I was like, no, (laughs) come on, Claire, we've done this before.
1: Yes, I was very
0: surprised
1: that Mm -hmm. she came back. But we did suspect that she still loved him. Yeah.
0: And it wasn't really a super clean, like it wasn't a breakup where she didn't love him anymore. So I do get, and he's the first time she's been in love. They were in a very serious relationship. She broke up with him, still in love with him. I can see how it would be really hard to shake. Um, I agree. So I did get it from that point of view. Um, So yeah, the next morning she wakes up um, in his bed. He's not there um, and she kind of wakes up and freaks out and grabs her stuff. And he comes in with breakfast and she, and she's freaking out. And she's like, I just realized that, you know, every time I wake up and you're not there, I'm going to be wondering where you are and who you're with. And, and he's like, what? i never do that. And she's like, well, you did it to your wife. <laughs> and I thought, finally, yes. up until this point, she has said to him, like, my problem with you is not the wife. She never seemed to have a problem before with the fact that he'd actually made her the other woman. And I'm like, finally... We're dealing with this because I just felt like it was an issue that got too glossed over. Um, and so now we finally have a clear reason. And she's like, that's it, it's over. We're done. I can't do this. And I'm like, at least this time I understand why. <laughs> I didn't understand last time, but now I felt this was this was the clean break she needed. She's not gonna go back a fourth time. I hope. Oh, please
1: don't. I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. What was interesting about this scene too for me, um, she gets up, he comes in with breakfast, they start to have this conversation and we have kind of a topless scene
0: with Oh Claire yeah, she gets changed back. back into her clothes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't have anything on. It was was interesting. I was like, "Where's her bra?"
0: <laughs> I know she doesn't she doesn't even put one on. It was 2002. It was an interesting when topless, backless, back, back... Like, no bra was kind of in at that time, wasn't it?
1: Maybe I don't know. Uh, it's really just was more curious. Uh, just it was an interesting shot to me. So, mm. um, and Peter's standing there. He's trying to argue with her, and but she says she can't. So mm. I, I felt like that was really valid. She brought up, "I can't trust you," mm. and, and I think that that's true. She, I was putting myself in her place, and I'm like, I think she can't trust him. I wouldn't trust him.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, click and by the me. way.
1: Mm. Can I just say, I love that old Mercedes. I said to my <laughs> husband, I love that old Mercedes.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Claire oh. goes home and uh, Tess talks to her. She's like, I slept with him. It was such a mistake, but it's over now. Um and then she's kind of rigid Tess. She's like, "No, we're going to drench before we do your alpacas. And I'm like, oh, Claire's actually not Tessa's boss. They're partners in this. Um, then she goes, crook. oh, Becky's bought the wrong drench. So she goes crook at Becky. She's being super cranky. Becky's like, look, I can handle the drenching. You've got other stuff on your plate. And Claire takes her up on it for once. And she goes and she vents her rage on some fence posts. <laughs> and there's a cute little thing where the dog walks up to her and he's put his ears down, his tail down, like, pat me, I want to give you some love. But... But she doesn't. She just walks away. i was like, oh, someone pet Roy, please.
1: <laughs> I know. I love Roy. He's so thank sweet.
0: So cute. Um, Meg. They're all talking about it back in the yards. Meg's like, oh, the worst thing to do is to sleep with your ex, you know. And she talks about a mistake with Kevin. And um, and then we and then Nick is still there, and and Tess is asking about lunch again, and Claire. And then we see Claire like go galloping off, and and Meg's like, go. We can manage Tess. I'm like tess just needs to give us some time i don't think we need a big dramatic horse chase across the farm but that's what we get (laughs) it's big dramatic tess chases claire down once again claire goes to wherever she's going clearly knowing tess is behind her but not stopping or looking at her just goes all the way there and then stops and then they talk i'm like if someone did that in real life that'd be a real weird vibe wouldn't it yeah
1: (laughs) i guess i mean like you know why not ride off on your horse and your sister chases you why not
0: Like when someone chases you, do you just keep going? Like obviously, if, if they're a mugger, you keep going. But if someone you know chasing you to talk to you, do you just keep going? If I you didn't want to talk, going?
1: <laughs> if I didn't want to talk, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Say, In yeah. which
0: case, Tess should just like rack off. But <laughs> well, they, they had just talked
1: to each other, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, they uh, have a chat, but then they had a really good conversation, and this is where Tess she they, she's kind of has a quick talk to her but then she's like you know what I actually admire you and Claire's like why and Tess says well, you at least were able to fall in love and you you went all the way whereas you know my mom couldn't live without dad and you know she took pills and I was 11 and I sat and waited for the ambulance and I thought if this is true love I don't want it and that I think puts Claire's problems in perspective a little bit and I like that it took Claire's attention off herself and she was like well that's a bit of a lonely life and Claire's like, no, I've got you, and Claire says well, that's not the same. And um, yeah, I, I mean, thought
1: that was really good. It was a great reveal.
0: It was a great reveal. Um, I would like to point out that people living a single life it is as valuable and wonderful as people in relationships. I thought Claire was like, she's yes, like, it's it is not the same, and yeah, it's, it's not the same, but it's still worthy. I would like to point that out. Um, very
1: worthy. Very worthy. Yeah, benefits to both.
0: There are benefits, but if Tess is holding back out of fear, then that obviously is not that's the healthiest choice. Yeah. yes. Um, so meanwhile, Harry is trying to talk to Alex. Alex says he's not going to do this to Claire um, and Peter shows up and Harry at first, he's like, oh, look, we're, we're not going to be able to sign. Alex doesn't have the time to train with all his work at Kalani and Peter's like, look, we can offer more money. And then Harry's just like, look, it's about Claire. We're not going to do it it's unconscionable <laughs> like as if it was his idea and he had the morals <laughs> but um and right. then peter's ticked because uh, now he's lost a contract with both of them and he's got no trainer and he's i feel like his boss is going to be getting mad at him pretty soon um but then we find out something else has gone pretty wrong it's the drenching do you want to tell us about this bit rachel
1: oh man you know me i always complained about when they hurt the animals <laughs> <laughs> Well, we knew something was going to go wrong with Becky or doing all the ordering. But anyway, she brought the drenching. What's it called? Liquid. Yeah. Whatever it is. the concent- she got, It was concentrated concentrate drench instead mm-hmm. of the, the regular. But she, she treated it as if it was the regular. And so she overdrenched the mm-hmm. little sheeps. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out to see them. And several of them are laying out on the ground. And she is panicking. I'm telling you, to, to be fair. I was getting nervous here for her I was like
0: oh my gosh
1: I would feel I, horrible and I know she feels horrible and, and I thought it was, it was like, like a, sad up, thing, but,
0: yeah, a, a sad scene yeah a beautiful scene like her panic was so like felt genuine
1: now would you please explain to us who don't know what is drenching what are they doing
0: it's like you know it's just like you taking your medicine you know that you would just taking a pill well sheep don't take pills so you got a Like there's different types of drench. Some you like squirt in their mouth so they swallow it. It's just like you know, having someone having their. Is it to keep them? Is it
1: like a vitamin? Is it to keep them from getting? Uh, It's not vitamins. It's
0: like to stop worms and parasites and bugs and stuff. And some of some drenches you spray on their backs. And um, but I think this was one that they like drank. Um,
1: Now she was putting it. I thought she was putting it on their back, but maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe she put it on their back.
0: Yeah. And the one on their back. I think it like keeps off some bugs off them or something, but I'm not really sure. We were more cattle farmers than sheep farmers. We had sheep for a little while, just long enough for me to realize that I hate sheep because they're so much dumber than dairy cattle. (laughs) And it drove me crazy. (laughs) um, I didn't know the intricacies of drenching. I did wonder, I was like, I don't know if double drenching sheep would kill them because I mean, if you take twice as much antibiotics, I don't think it kills you. But sheep are also, they're very easy to kill. They're very touchy, especially merinos. They're just like, really? So sooky. Just look at them wrong and then they just kill over and they die. So,
1: yeah. Wow. So she's really scared here. Yeah. But now we cut Freaking to out. Claire talking to Alex.
0: Mm hmm. I like this conversation. He tells Claire that he's not doing the contract with Australian Bloodlines. She says, I hope it's not on my account. And he's like, as if. Obviously, it's on your account. And I thought that was good. Like, don't fake that. Be like, yes, I did do it for you. You're just going to have to accept that. And he's like, now go out there and you get that new contract. You know, they picked the right person the first time. Now you go and get it. You deserve it. And she listens and she says she's sorry, but it's just like a nice moment between them. I really like that. Meanwhile, Becky comes and fesses up. Um, She says there's something wrong with the sheep. She's so apologetic. She'll pay. Claire is upset, but she says, Look, they're not dying, they're just sick. How did this happen? Becky finally confesses that she can't read. And Claire, and Claire's like, Why would you do that? And she goes, Well, how much would you have trusted me if you knew? Now, that is fair enough, and that is based on Becky's life experience because she's been treated crap her whole life. Very much so. And Claire's response is, Well, I would have trusted you more than I do now. Hush, Claire. Hush. (laughs) (laughs) I. I felt that was typical
1: Claire. It is. That sounds Claire. exactly
0: like something she would say. It so is. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a harsh woman. Um, but Peter, he's she's upset back.
1: though. She's mad here. She's mad she's here. She's mad. She's, upset and she's, and she's under mad.
0: A Pressure, a lot of emotional stress yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Now, Peter's off with our old mate Stan with the horse. Stan? Um, mm-hmm. Claire comes back. She pitches again for the contract. And he's like, look can you afford the insurances bloody blah what if the horse breaks a leg you know and she doesn't get the contract now i'm like if this is a problem now why wasn't this a problem the first time but i guess maybe peter has like maybe he's now repeating the things that peter's been saying to him peter's seen that he's about to lose the business and he's like look mate have you thought about has claire got the insurances? have you thought about what happens if the horse breaks its leg so maybe that kind of explains that change in attitude claire's obviously bitterly disappointed yes. um the dog, the dog comes up and she gets another, she gives it a pat finally. So Becky comes up and says, I didn't mean to lie. And Claire goes, Why did you? And she's like, People think I'm dumb. And Claire's like, How did you think you would get away with it? All the work I've given you. And Becky's like, I've gotten away with it my whole life. And Claire looks and she sees the color coding in the book and she realizes that, yeah, Becky has been making do with this. And she's still, you know, she should have told me. And Becky says, No one has ever trusted me. If you're going to give me a sack, just get it over with. She starts to cry. And then the phone rings and Claire just picks it up and Becky runs off upset. I'm like, Claire, put the phone down and call out after Becky. Hey, Beck, you're not fired. Don't don't stress. Two seconds is all it would have taken. She could have just said, hey, mate, just let me finish up the exactly. conversation. One second. Beck is fine.
1: We'll talk later.
0: I'm so sick of people being interrupted and these conversations not finishing. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that was... We always just feel so much sympathy for Becky. We love her.
0: Poor Becky. Poor Becky. Uh, meanwhile, Nick and Tess are in the yards. They're setting up these yards for the alpacas to mate in. And, and you know, Tess could do this on her own, but she's like, Nick's like, oh, this is a really urgent job, wasn't it? She's like, yes, this is very urgent. And these gates are so much heavier than I remember them being. <laughs> I can't possibly pick them up on my own. <laughs> More subtle flirting. And then we see Claire and Alex are like walking to the car together and they're talking about, you know, are you sure about this? Bloody blah, yes, I'm going to take this step. Um, I'm like, it looks like they've got some kind of deal together. Um, If this was like, a if we were in Regency Britain, I would have thought they'd just made some deal to have a marriage of convenience. That was the kind of vibe I was getting off this. I was like, they've made some kind of deal. I don't think they're about to marry each other, but for some reason that is jumping into my head and I just wrote in all caps, vibes. I am getting vibes off this. Were you getting vibes off this, Rachel?
1: Oh yeah, you can see this is coming up. This is coming up to something. He's gonna kiss her sooner or later. If you've already read, don't tell us. If you've already watched, don't tell us because we don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definite vibes and here comes Ronaldo the Alpaco.
0: So <laughs> is this the first time I mean we have debated Rachel extensively? Which brother, which sister, what we think, da-da. Is this the first – you've talked a lot about, like, a brother-sister vibe with Claire and Alex. Is this the first time you've gotten real vibes between them or have you thought this before now?
1: Claire and Alex? Yeah. Are we talking about Tess and Nick?
0: Claire and Alex. Claire and Alex. No vibes. No vibes. No vibes at all.
1: Nick and Tess have vibes. Mm -hmm. These two, I don't think so. Mm
0: -hmm. Even in the scene where they, like, have the deal – where they're like making business where they're
1: talking like, about they're the vibe. deal no it's yep. too buddy buddy
0: i mean yep. she does give
1: him a look like she's but no it feels too buddy buddy
0: well, i had vibes There's no
1: tenderness i had
0: vibes all right. say yeah i was meeting claire you. and alex when i, I said vibes you. not nick and tess mm. mm-hmm. okay interesting. yeah when she
1: even when they shake hands and she looks at him yeah it's like you're a good friend that's how it feels to me that
0: nah, that was a, i was like if this is if we were in bridgerton right now they they just made a deal for a marriage of convenience or something
1: oh maybe so i thought we were talking about yeah. uh nick and tess but yeah probably if we were in bridgerton mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. my husband
1: when we we saw the scene with ronaldo going into the pen with the two females <laughs> my husband put on a ronaldo accent and he had me laughing <laughs> it was funny
0: alpacas must be funny. south american because everybody keeps giving them spanish names and stuff is that alpacas from like peru yeah. or something they must be i thought that was llamas but maybe alpacas from the same place i don't know my animal history very All well
1: right, i'll look it up here real quick while we're talking
0: so while so yeah some alpaca romance happens here we see some almost explicit alpaca romance <laughs> yes we see an alpaca romance here <laughs> They, and Nick and Tessa are watching and they're like, oh, you know, you don't want to have to resort to AI-ing these sheep if people don't know what AI means. It's artificial insemination. Um, and Tessa's like, oh, my goodness, these these alpacas, they seem so desperate for each other. Far out. And Nick's like, once again, we're using animals as like a metaphor, like doublespeak for the real romance going. happens all the time. Um, and Nick says a comment about some, some blokes like the girl to make the first move. And I was like... Is that what's happening here? Nick thinks Tess needs to make the first move and he's going to refuse to do anything until she does. I do not understand what's happening in Nick's head. I thought that was a weird comment.
1: All right. Commercial timeout here. Alpacas mm-hmm. are kept in herds and grazed on high levels of the Andes, of southern Peru, western Bolivia, Ecuador, and northern Chile. Okay. So it's all- South American. Mm-hmm. Camelid, camelid, camelid. And mammal, there you go.
0: There we go. So there you go. All
1: right, now what are we back to? I was looking up alpacas.
0: So <laughs> all, all the like um, alpaca double speak for Nick and Tess's relationship. Oh, they, he looks a bit different. And Nick's like, oh, some looks like the girl to make the first move. And they're talking about the alpaca. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what, Nick's talk- Is that what Nick wants Tess to do? I don't understand you, Nick. What's happening?
1: Yeah. I don't know why he would maybe because he wants – clear landing since she did date his brother not too long ago
0: How's she meant to know that <laughs> i don't know i what don't know yeah then we go over to alex um they go over and they 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 go for the contract again this time he's financially backing claire and he puts up wilgul as collateral in case anything happens to the horse and i'm like he doesn't own Wilgle Nick does that's not how and I was like, works. what?
1: <laughs> How's he doing that? Yeah, that's was a little surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, Harry drives, he, Alex and Claire are leaving in the ute together as Harry drives up. And he's like, oh, Harry's like, oh, Alex, you've had the same idea I've had. You know, we'll back Claire. Um, and, and as they were about to have this conversation, I'm looking at Alex and Claire in the ute and I'm thinking, I'm really glad these two have gone into business together. I think it's going to be good for them both. But I also think that they are going to kill each other. <laughs> they are both. Yeah, that's so right. I, I tend to go stubborn. that direction. Yeah. They are going to drive each other crazy. Who's going to be the boss? Tess, I mean, Claire, sorry, is not going to handle handing one iota of control over to Alex. And I mean, the good thing is he will fight her on that. And I think it will be good for them both. I think that it will be the growth that they both need to be better people. But it, I am looking forward to seeing those fireworks. That is going to be fun.
1: Yes, very much so. I think that is going to prove to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't drop the storyline.
0: I so hope. I hope so too. Yeah, I think maybe they could, but I hope not. Um, and well, and they Alex, built up this
1: whole training thing for so long. We really yeah. can't drop it yeah. too too soon. So
0: that's it. And uh, Harry's ticked. So Alex is like, oh, I've gone into business with Claire. You know, not with you. Claire and I are in together with my personal money, um, and it Alice was a little bit harsh on harry i thought harry's a bit ticked they've undercut him but i mean his sons are using the skills that he has taught them but anyway um and they talk about eventually getting into breeding too and i was like is that a clue yeah yep, <laughs> yep 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 um and then they're back and then they're, they're at drovers they're with nick and tess and the others they're talking about their plans tess is shocked at how fast it was She's like, don't you need to work stuff out? They're like, no, he did enough. And Nick's like, don't you need a business plan and this and that and profit and loss? And Alex was like, no, nah, we just did it. And guess what? I put up Woogler's collateral. And Nick's like, what? He's like, well, you told me to mutiny. So now you can put your land up as collateral? Folks, that's not how business works. That makes no sense. That's a real dog move to do to your brother. Nick would be completely entitled back out of the deal. And he's not obligated to do this at all. But I guess because he is... I mean, even if being a nice guy is not a good enough explanation for why you would put your farm up as collateral for someone else's horse training contract, I mean, it makes no sense. Especially
1: is what happens. Especially (laughs) Alex. I don't
0: know. No. Yeah. Anyway, suspend our disbelief. Um. Meanwhile, Claire goes and she gives Becky some kids' books for to help her learn how to read. Now, I saw this. I was like. I think this is a little bit condescending. Becky doesn't not know how to read because of a lack of children's books. It was because she has dyslexia, <laughs> and you need you know you need specific techniques to overcome dyslexia. It's not like oh, just read this little golden book. You know, a few more times, and someone will repeat the yeah. First we grade. did. That's not the problem. She here. He does need
1: somebody. Yeah. And Claire does suggest she might want to go to yeah. take night's classes. Go to take night's classes. Good she can
0: idea. Take you into town, and yeah, and, and Claire's not going to know how to handle this. So it, it is an olive branch. Um, she says you're not fired the dog's there he's cute Um, so that was nice they make up um, Alex and Claire out working together they're talking about how things are going to work they're bantering he throws like a lump of dirt at her and she's like what and she and she throws up stuff and throws it at him and he's like I'll make you eat it and she's like I'd like to see you try and then they start wrestling each other now Rachel you can't tell me you weren't getting vibes off this one they're wrestling each other they fall to the ground he's like shoving hay in her face vibes (laughs)
1: no no vibes I it just didn't feel real to me like what were it it, it's like a repeat of Meg and Terry semi-flirting I hated
0: the Meg and Terry one I love this one I was there I was 100% here for it
1: okay (laughs) I I don't they'll take my word for it what do I know I'm I'm still Rory and Logan from Gilmore Girls but I
0: I feel like Logan's a blonde one I love that actor he's in a bunch of things I I love
1: him in all. yeah Matt (laughs) Krasnick or something I do like him a lot I'm glad to see his career's done well but um I feel like it just doesn't feel real to me Mm. I just felt like they were two friends
0: Look, I do have to say there's not been a lot of, like, we kind of had a lot of Alex and Claire at the start of McLeod's, like in season one. There has not been much Alex and Claire, even just friendship recently, for ages. Mm -hmm. And so this was a little bit out of the blue. Um, Now, because I have been shipping the two of them, I was here for it. But I do think that I was like, I kind of wanted an episode of groundwork. There's been a little amount of groundwork the last few episodes. He's been saying, you know, he admitted that she was the best one for the horse contract. He was saying how Peter's a knob and he was trying to help her get over him and they have reinstated the Alex and Claire friendship for kind of the last three episodes, I think. But, you know, full-on wrestling, I was kind of surprised that this happened. I was like, this is a playful side I haven't seen in a long, long time. And then Peter shows up as they're, like, literally, like, rolling on the ground together (laughs) wrestling. Yeah. it's awkward. They do. Um.
1: I wish I could go along here. I, I really, really do. I just, he does, they don't have the same looks that he had with Tess, right? And maybe it's me not buying Claire romantically because she's yeah. so tough all the time. And even mm-hmm. in the beginning with Peter, it, it didn't seem like her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she was kind of skipping around it in felt, love. It felt like
0: had a brain transformation for a while. Right, right it did. Yeah. yeah, it
1: did. So, so here he is showing up again. When Peter shows up, so yeah, I don't know. I um, I also feel like throwing things and putting things in people's face. Maybe this is me. This is me, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. I just like your own playbook. Yeah,
1: I feel like yeah, totally. I feel like and Alex it, was, is a
0: fourteen-year-old
1: in a thirty-four-year-old's body. Right. I was watching an episode of uh, a home show. I'll just say that I was watching a home show, and two of the people on the home show uh, started spraying each other with hoses. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just getting to the other side of old, or I'm approaching <laughs> old. I just thought that's what you do when you're sixteen and you're trying to figure out. Get the guy's attention, or he's trying to let you know he likes you. It just didn't feel like these two adult people already in a relationship would spray each other down with a hose. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess maybe that's me. It feels a little cliche. I wouldn't do it in a novel with the two adults, maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. And it could be personal it, taste a bit too. I like how yes. it brings out a a lighter side of Claire that I think lurks but doesn't yes, come I agree out with to that. play and I, I like I, how I Alex that. brings that out in her mm-hmm. I think all good points around here he does Hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex uh I mean sorry Peter he's not happy to see this let's just say that he's very unhappy he asked to talk to Claire Alex is like whatever you have to say you can say to both of us and then Claire's like no no I'll go off and talk to him and Peter is filthy he's like He's not even upset about the Alex thing. He's like, you're stealing business away from me. I gave up everything for you. I know revenge when I see it. You just want me to suffer. And she's like, no, this is just, you know, I'm just trying to get my work back. If you think that I'm doing this for revenge, that shows how well you really know me. And he's like, you wanted to make this ugly. It just got ugly. And I was like, well, I hate Peter. And Claire has obviously made the right decision dumping his sorry backside because that boy's vindictive. Oh my goodness. I'm
1: watching the final scene <laughs> on my phone. I love how he said, You want ugly just got ugly? Um all right, look, people, I'm just gonna be honest. Not a huge fan of Peter. Obviously. Yeah, do really but to. I didn't think
0: this was I didn't think this was unrealistic. I thought this was totally within the I thought the it was, was
1: totally track. realistic.
0: Yeah. And I kind of got Peter's point.
1: Yeah. I got Peter's point. I I'm glad he upped the ante. You want this just got you want ugly? I'll give you ugly. You want revenge? I'll give you revenge. Mm-hmm. I I kind because it does. It, at the very least, maybe not revenge, it looks manipulative. Mm-hmm. Because this is Australian bloodlines. And he did give up everything for her in a weird kind of way, in a slow, mm-hmm. and he did lie to her. He's a liar. He's a liar. What? But but she didn't just sleep
0: with him and then dump him again the next morning. So the poor boy's yeah. gone through a lot of emotion in the last day. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, I, it's a lot of times to take guys like that, and you don't give him any emotion. Well, he does have emotions. Maybe hmm. he did it all he wrong, it. and he's a liar and a cheater. But he does have a heart. <clears throat> so I, I got his point.
0: mhm. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could see that, like Peter's not always the good guy, and I can see that he's feeling burned right now. She's slept with him and then dumped him she's she's now jeopardizing his job he's got no family he may lose his job he's feel like he's losing everything and he doesn't even get her and he's angry and so yeah now he's gonna now he's gonna make it ugly I mean this is what people sometimes do when they break up things get ugly
1: that's exactly right so I thought, thought well, that was real was, um, very real and i love to see where it's going to go
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah it's a good episode what do you think overall?
1: lots of drama i loved it i loved, i loved. i thought that was a great ending hook like boom we're mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. we know we've just upped the stakes you always got up the stakes so that was mm-hmm. really good um also when claire walked off with peter to talk to him uh alex did kind of have a look on his face like darn
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i didn't notice that but that's a good pick out.
1: yeah so maybe
0: he's I think he's feeling the vibes. Yep, yep, yeah. I don't know that Claire's feeling the vibes. I think there are vibes, maybe she hasn't recognized yet, and that she's not ready for yet. I think Alex has more vibes, and but even he's probably not recognizing yet. I'm like, but these are vibes laying the groundwork for a future. But first, I have to work together, nearly kill each other, then work out how to work through it, and then I want them to fall in love. That's what I want to happen. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well here we are
0: okay right. we're just gonna have to keep watching we're just gonna watch and find out hope that some things happen soon so if you would like to keep watching with us you follow us along with us on social media we are at mcclouds pod on facebook and instagram uh rachel where can people follow you on social media
1: rachel help mm-hmm. everywhere on uh no i don't know if i'm on tiktok but i am on uh, instagram twitter
0: and facebook. i didn't feel old until tiktok came about and i was like i'm out not nah, not keeping up with stuff anymore. I know, but, <laughs> I but there's TikTok. people like
1: I know, but there's people like older than us. Older yeah, mean, people my age, I know. my age out there on on TikTok, and I thought it's just if I had a crew of people, mm. and they did all that for me, I would maybe would be, but no, I I don't. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: yep. Uh, well, I'm not on TikTok, but I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at jessicakewriting dot uh, com at jessicakewriting on Facebook and Insta. I'm mostly posting about romantic comedies. It's a lot of fun. Come hang she out. She does. It's a lot Instagram. of fun, you guys. You
1: got to follow her.
0: Um, and uh, we'll see you all next episode. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Hey guys, just wanted to say a quick thank you to composer Bobby Abbott for our theme song. If you want to check out more about him, then you can go to Bobby Abbott Music on Facebook and that's Abbott with two B's and two T's. See you all next time.